0: Welcome everybody to another week at uh, another adventure uh, with the uh, regular weekly uh, live stream. I am um, flying solo this week and if this is your first time joining us, welcome. My name is Barry Adams and... uh, i've just got my details here fatherheart.tv is the name of our website i'm usually joined by my friend mark jide Uh, mark is away with some family commitments this week we're cheering him on i want to just wish everybody a a happy valentine's day I, i i think that is a kind of a global celebration day around the world and and it's actually one of the biggest days um, uh, in as far as what we do with the one of the websites uh, that we have is called fathersloveletter.com and it was just a simple love letter from God to each and every person on the planet uh, using paraphrased Bible verses and Valentine's Day is one of the biggest days of the year for some reason, and of course, I've just heard from some friends in the last couple of days even saying, I just, you know, shared the Father's love letter to our group and everything. So it's been really great. So this is a day of love and and just, um, just to be encouraged and just to remind yourself that, you know, it's just so wonderful to know that each and every one of us is absolutely eternally loved by a heavenly, our Heavenly Father. So this webcast is all about just declaring that every week. We've been doing this for uh, quite a few years now. I think we're almost getting close to 14 years, uh, finishing up our 13th year. Mark and I have been doing this every week. So I um, yeah, appreciate you just praying for Mark and cheering him on. And today, um, yeah, I'm just going to kind of... There's no announcements or anything else, so I think I'll just kind of get into the, the the conversation that I want to have with you guys today. Uh, and feel free to, whether it's on YouTube, if we're broadcasting live on YouTube or on Facebook, let us know where you're coming from. And of course, I see some of our friends already from uh dear mike from bridge north uk and indiana and of course north wales our dear friend glennis so yeah feel free to let us know where you're watching from if you like and uh yeah so i'm just gonna dive right into it uh, if that's okay just because um yeah i have nothing else to talk about i don't know if anybody uh, was on yesterday we had a live stream with peter jackson and larry pearson two good friends of ours and uh, we just had a really good time. Uh, you may want to check on the the archives for that as well, because that was a really good time together. The we call ourselves the Ab- Abbas Boys, so that was quite fun. So today, what I want to talk about is um, the the t- the title of the kind of the focus today is the Kingdom within. And it's so funny because when I mentioned yesterday we were, uh, you know, on this this live stream with Larry uh, Pearson and and Peter Jackson and and Peter started to talk about the kingdom and how the kingdom is within and how you know it's uh, you know received by little children and everything else and I'm just like I I'm, I'm th- these guys had absolutely no idea that I was going to share about this tonight so it felt like it was a real encouragement that yeah this may be a, a topic that um, maybe we we could all just go deeper in And one of the things for me I just realized that the the Christian life is all about going from glory to glory, all all about going from one uh, level of revelation to the next. And so my prayer is for each and every one of us, whether you're watching live or afterwards, that there would just be um, just an awakening in a deeper revelation of what it actually means for uh, the kingdom of God to be inside of us. And I think one of the the reasons why I want to share what I'm going to share today is because I, I just recently came back from a trip in Finland, and I was there for two weeks with some uh, long-standing friends, and uh, I've been to Finland quite a few times. And in this time in particular, I felt like uh, there was just these times in the meetings, especially, where I just felt like there was this, I don't know if it was my heart was turning in more to the kind of just the, the reality or the awareness of the indwelling kingdom that was just not only inviting in me, but was within everyone else that was in the room. And there was just this incredibly strong sense of God's presence. And so there's this, this I guess, since I've come back from Finland, I, I've just felt this this sense of this ongoing awareness that uh, that is deeper. And of course, you know, because from glory to glory, it should be. But it's a deeper revelation or a deeper awareness of the abiding sense of the kingdom of God that is within us. And so I, I want to kind of talk a little bit at first about just our paradigms. And I, think, I think Papa wants to blow our mind tonight. I don't know if everybody is okay with that, but uh, I'm happy to be have my mind blown. I've, I've heard it said that our mind makes a wonderful servant, but it doesn't make a very good master. And I think what that actually means is, is that, you know, oftentimes that we can try to uh, discern spiritual things, uh, eternal things from our intellect. And, and, and sometimes when we do that, it gets in the way. So if our mind says, if God says something to us or we read a scripture that seems to be impossible and we go, well, you know, is that believable or is that for me or whatever? And our mind can almost try to be a gatekeeper. But I believe that you know the Christian life is learning to live from our hearts, and it's God's love is poured into our heart, not our head. Now our head gets a benefit because it gets the spillover from the heart. But um, so I I think maybe Papa wants to blow our minds a little bit tonight. if you if you guys are okay with that? So I am just going to uh, I'm going to put on the the PDF slides here for a bit because I I, I want to talk about kind of the bigness of God and the bigness of the universe the bigness of his kingdom kingdom so so we can maybe get our minds blown right at the beginning and then get that out of the way if that's all right so uh, the first thing i want to talk about and, and and anybody who knows me knows that i i'm a nut about space i just love you know the universe and planets and stars and galaxies and solar systems i'm just i just feel like you know for me there's just some kind of connection to the immeasurable expanse of, of the kingdom of God that is just revealed through space. You know, the the Psalms say that the heavens declare the glory of God and, and display His handiwork. So, okay, so I want to... Here's a couple of statistics. And I tried to do some of these numbers when I was in Finland. And, and I'll tell you, my friends who were trying to translate, it didn't really, tr- you know, to try to come up with... the I, I can't even say these numbers half the time in English, let alone trying to translate them into Finnish. But the if we want to know the scope of the universe and when we say the universe we can only say the known universe right so uh, in essence because they the we we don't know the end of it we can never ever we're able to be able to understand because it, it has no end it just continually expands so all of the, the the experts talk about the known universe but to the best of their ability they they think there's 200 billion trillion stars in the known universe. Now that is a pretty big number. It's 200 sextillion is another way of saying it, or another way of saying it is 1,000 million million. And, you know, for those who are listening to the audio, you might not, you you won't be able to necessarily appreciate this, but I have the number of zeros, you know, on the slide. And I think what's that? Uh, 3, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, Nine nine zeros with a two, so that is a really big number, and so that is you know how many stars they think is in uh, in the galaxy. And now think of this though, there are ten thousand stars, and this is just an estimation. There are ten thousand stars for every grain of sand on Earth, and you know NASA when they you know with their more powerful telescopes and stuff they. They, their latest estimate as far as galaxies go is that there's between one and two trillion galaxies in the known universe and you know when you think about how big a galaxy is like we live in the milky way galaxies which is one of the smaller galaxies and our galaxy i think has a hundred million stars now our sun is one star with a, a solar system around it and we have over a hundred million stars in our small galaxy and NASA estimates there's between one and two trillion galaxies in the known universe. Now, think about that for a second. So, because I think the Papo really wants to blow our mind today. Like, can you wrap your head around those numbers? Like, how big is that? Uh, you know, like when you talk about, you know, trillions, I mean, uh, you know, I, I have a hard time thinking of, you know, hundreds of thousands, let alone those kind of numbers but that is the 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 expanse of the universe and the reality is is that the universe does not contain god god contains the universe within himself so he is pretty big right so but the interesting thing is is that god is as small as he is big and so if you look at the you know an average adult human body uh, there is between 28 and 36 trillion cells in an adult human body. Now, think of that. You know, we talked about the, the big numbers of the stars, but then when we start to dive deep into the very core of who we are, then we start to think that God, as expansive as He is in the universe and the bigness of the space, I mean, He dials down into the quantum level world, and 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 it's just mind-boggling. So, the, so I'm not finished with this yet. So, 28 to 36 trillion cells in the average human adult human body, and each cell. So, okay, of those trillions of cells, each cell contains 42 million protein molecules every cell has 42 million protein molecules and you've got like 30 trillion of those cells so do the math and I didn't even put the numbers on, on the screen here because I just I don't even know if my computer my calculator could handle it but that's 28 to 36 trillion cells times 42 million molecules and that is in one person. Multiply that by 8 billion people across the planet, and we have some absolute astronomical numbers. Here's another number for you. There are 10 million times more molecules in a glass of water than there are grains of sand on the Earth. <laughs> One glass of water has 10 million times more molecules than there are grains of sand on the earth, you see, I truly believe what the Papa wants to do right off the bat, right out of the gate, when we're just talking about the bigness of His kingdom and and the and, and the smallness of His kingdom as well, that He just wants us to be able to cut, set aside the reason, the the intellect of an adult that just tries to understand and grasp these things. Because I don't know about you, but I can't manage these things. And of course, when we think about how big the kingdom of God is, in Psalm 103, verse 11 and 12, uh, the David writes this, he says, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is the love for those, his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions f- from us. So here we go. So how big is the love of God? Well as high as the heavens are above the earth so you go above the earth and it goes to almost, almost like infinity and beyond that is the scope of the magnitude of the love of god and how far have our sins been removed from us as far as is the east from the west and they haven't been able to find the end of it yet so it is absolutely really big but we know how big god's kingdom is in that sense the immeasurable expanse in the same way God's kingdom is small. And I I find it interesting in Luke chapter 17, uh, verse 20 and 21, uh, the Pharisees uh, come to Jesus and start talking to him about the kingdom. So I'm just going to read it. It says, now, when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation nor will they say see here or see there for indeed the kingdom of god is within you so now you know we we've understood you know from psalm 103 the love of god is is kind of is bigger than the universe the 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 forgiveness that we've experienced is wider as far as the east is from the west this massive expanse is is the the absolute love that god has for us but in the same way if we want to know where the kingdom dwells it is dialed down deep within the core of our hearts that you know when it's interesting with the the pharisees and when they were looking they were they were trying to see the the kingdom from external situation they were trying to say where is it i want to find out i you know i want to have this tangible sense of the kingdom outside of myself and then jesus says the kingdom of god is within you and that is what i just want to kind of unpack for a second because you know you know when we think about how that we cooperate, how do we live in the kingdom of God today. I just believe that the Father wants to encourage each and every one of us that the kingdom is at hand, the kingdom is closer to us than we could possibly imagine. And why is the kingdom within us? Because that is the dwelling place where the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit dwell within every believer. In John 14, 23, Jesus says, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching, My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home in them. See, the reason why the kingdom of God is within us is because God himself has chosen to make our being, our heart, his dwelling place, and that we are all, the Bible says, the temple of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said to his disciples, you know, just before he goes to the cross, like, don't worry, you know, I'm going to come back. And, you know, I will come and my father will come and we will make our home in you. Now, I want to stop for a second because, you know, I, you know, my prayer is for this time that we have together is that the Holy Spirit will, yeah, just expand our capacity to, um, to, to believe what we might think is unbelievable, that the Father wants to expand our capacity to believe that he indwells us. You know, we might think that, well, you know, because we're feeling un- unworthy, that, that we could be struggling with these things. But, you know, he can indwell other people. But but I just want to encourage you right now, and I'm just speaking to you, that the Father himself loves you. Jesus said that in John 16, 27, and that God himself has made his dwelling in your heart and he has in that sense set up shop he has set his kingdom up within your very being within my very being and the more that we can realize that and the more that we can i truly believe what papa wants to encourage us on is that we can begin to turn inward and i don't mean you know building walls around our heart but in the sense understanding that we are the temple of the holy spirit we are the dwelling place Of father son and spirit we are as as peter jackson said yesterday when when we were on our our live stream he just said that we're we're the kind of the meat in the sandwich of god we are sandwiched by the father and the son by through the, the the work of the holy spirit and you know that's where jesus was praying in the high priestly prayer i and them father and you and me and so when we begin to come into the beautiful union that we have with christ no longer I that lives but Christ that lives in me, then we begin to come into this place of the union that is ours already. It's not like something we're pursuing. It's something that is ours already. But to be able to understand that the kingdom of God is within us, that it is the dwelling place of the most High is in you. Now maybe maybe for a second before we go on, maybe maybe just even just stop and put your hand on your heart, and say Father, I just declare that your kingdom lives within me, and would you just awaken that reality in my heart, so that I could not try to process it with this mind, in the same way that my my intellect would short circuit trying to understand how many stars there are in the universe, or how many molecules there are in, in a you in know a glass of water. I truly believe that the Father wants to to be able to um, bypass any kind of intellect intellectual reasoning or anything that would prevent us from actually entering into the full measure of the fullness of God that's revealed in the indwelling kingdom. So like what is the kingdom of God? What is the foundation? Well Romans fourteen 17, I've got it on the screen says for the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit and you know some translations in english say the kingdom is is uh, righteousness peace and joy in the holy spirit but that living a life of goodness that righteousness is not our righteousness it is the righteousness that jesus secured for us the bible says in 1 corinthians 5 it says that jesus became the, the one who knew no sin became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of god in christ jesus You see, you are the righteousness of God right now, no matter what your day is. I know in Europe, it's near the end of the day. You know, here in Canada, we're still in the afternoon. But maybe you've had a tough day. Maybe you've had a tough week. Maybe you've had a tough year. And maybe you're not feeling righteous today. Maybe you're not feeling like the abiding sense of the kingdom of God is within you. But I want to encourage you, this is more real than anything else there is. It's more real than the chair you're sitting in or you know the, you know, the computer you're watching this through. The, this is a kingdom reality. And, and Paul says, in, in Corinthians, he says, so we fix our eyes on things unseen, for the things that are seen are temporal but the things that are unseen are eternal and i truly believe that you know today I I believe that the Father wants to encourage, at least me. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm the only one that that has, you know, the, you know, this kind of uh, pondering about the kingdom. Because you know, oftentimes I read these scriptures about the kingdom, and the kingdom lives within us, and oh, it's wonderful. But it's like, do I come to terms with the the reality of what that actually means? What is the substance? of his kingdom. And what does that mean for me? If the foundation is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, then the Father's will for me is to live in that, live a life of goodness, peace, and joy. Right now, not in the sweet by and by when we go to heaven. That's going to be even greater than what we're experiencing now. But I truly believe that the Father wants to awaken in each and every one of us just the sense of his kingdom. And is kingdom of reality. And you know, I believe that the substance of the kingdom is love. First John 4:16 says, "We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in His love. God is love. And all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. So here we go again when we are understanding the indwelling of the kingdom, that God himself, he, is the, he does not only love, but he is the very essence of love. And he, his absolute love dwells in us. When we live in love, he lives in us. And where does the kingdom remain? And it's within us. And you see, it's the love of God that is in each and every one of us. And I truly believe that, that you know, I, my prayer is that there. I want a deeper revelation of the love of God, the kingdom of love. The, the Colossians says it's the kingdom of the Son of His love, that we've been translated from darkness into light, into this glorious kingdom of the, of the Son of His love. And so, you know, my prayer is that this would become more and more real. And when we begin to understand that this kingdom life is inside of us you know you know we can start to tune in more I believe to the to the still small voice that is within each and every one of us and um you know Jesus was when he was talking to the churches in Revelation 2 and 3 you know he said he said to him who has an ear let him hear what the spirit is saying to the churches and I truly believe that the Father wants us, even today, just to tune in. Just like it's just like a dial, right? A, just a dial in a on a radio. You're trying to tune into a station that the Father wants us just to tune in to the frequency of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling Holy Spirit. Now, First John two twenty seven says this. This is what John writes. He says, "But you have received the Holy Spirit, and He lives within you, so you don't need to." Uh, need anyone to teach you what is true for the spirit teaches you everything you need to know and what he teaches is true it is not a lie so just as he has taught you remain in fellowship with christ now you know i don't know how many times you you've heard this this topic preached in church oftentimes you know it's one of those those verses that you know when if you quote this that you need not any man teach you but the holy spirit will lead you and guide you in all truth that people say oh oh don't do that you've got a rebellious spirit you know you know you're trying to insulate yourself it's you and you know you and god and no one else and 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 but when i when i talk about this scripture i'm not talking about that we disregard the scriptures itself we don't we disregard um you know, pastoral authority or disregard, you know, counsel from friends. Of course, all of those things factor into the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit. But I truly believe that the Father wants us to tune in more to the indwelling voice, his still small voice that is within us, that is inside here, and I just encourage you to go inside me. The Holy Spirit lives in me. And that the Holy Spirit is the one that leads us into all truth. And, you know, um, Romans eight fourteen to me, this is one of the Bible verses that is the sign, one of the signs of sonship. Romans eight fourteen says, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. And, you know, some translations say are sons of God. But you see, what does life look like? If we are led, if I'm leading myself, I'm trying to manage everything in my own intellect in my own being. And what's, you know, and I've, I've had enough of that all my life, you know, growing up in a home where my dad struggled with anger and, you know, and I was trying to anticipate his anger when I was a kid, I always spent my life trying to anticipate what can go wrong so I don't get hurt. So then in essence, I was leading myself. I was running the show, but what would life look like? Ha. If each and every one of us to begin to, to just lean in, to turn into the Holy Spirit that lives within us into, and, and, and I don't, and like and I mean, I'm not meaning this to get goofy. I, I'm not saying like we, you know, ask God which pair of socks to wear in the morning. I'm not saying that. I, what I am saying though, is that there is just a, a I think a greater awareness of the indwelling presence of God that, you know, when we are, uh, even in the moment like even in this very moment i think i believe i could just stop and just say father i just want to tune into your your presence within me right now it's almost like centering ourselves you know jude says keep yourself in the love of god and my encouragement is that there is a place i believe where we can just be, it's not like we're pursuing something that we don't have. It's something we already have. But there is an awakening about you know, where the Father wants to, to show us and to encourage us that, yeah, I'm leading you. I am speaking to you. I am in you. You are the dwelling place of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we can begin to trust that still small voice. Philippians two thirteen says, "For it is for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him." One of the things when I I talk about um, talk, you know, do, whether it's schools or I do conferences or whatever, oftentimes I talk about um, the the benefits for beginning to live from our heart. You know, because you know, that's one of the things that makes little children absolutely spectacular in my mind, in God's eyes, is that they live from their heart. And and I truly believe that the more that you and I can believe, dare to believe that we God has given us that brand new heart, the more that we will be able to trust those desires that we have. You know, when I was a, a teenager I, I just had, the, and I don't know if I was taught this in, in, in church or if I just assumed it by what I was taught, but I assumed that my heart's desires would be in direct opposition to the Lord's desires because my heart was evil. Because Jeremiah 17, 9, it's an often quoted Uh, verse in in the new covenant in the church but it's an old covenant reality it's an unredeemed heart reality but not a new covenant heart reality and it says this the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked who really knows how bad it is (laughs) you do you know like i don't know if, if you've ever heard that preached in your church or you know in some sermon somewhere that you can't trust your heart your heart is evil don't trust it. That is an old covenant heart. That is not a new covenant heart. Even in the old covenant, God himself points to the new covenant and he points to a time when he promises to give us a new heart. In Ezekiel 36, verse 26 and 27, it says this, and I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. You see, when we begin to understand more and more... That it's the indwelling Holy Spirit. It's the kingdom of God that is within us that 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 is constantly giving, working at us to will and to do His good pleasure. That we begin to understand. And I'm not talking about carnal, fleshly desires. What I am talking about is this absolute, beautiful, simple trusting your heart. You know, I thought that God would send, give me a ministry I didn't want. He'd send me to a country I didn't didn't want to go and marry a, a woman I didn't want marry just for because I it was a ministry thing it was so crazy I was a teenager what you know what do you expect married the love of my life doing what I absolutely love to do and you know it's taken years for me to say oh my gosh God actually works through the desires of my heart and again I think the more that we just start to lean into the indwelling Holy Spirit and the more that we will begin to realize that God is actually at work in us. He gives us desires. I even believe a lot of the thoughts that you and I have, we think they're random thoughts that, you know, you know we're just pulling them out of thin air. But I believe it is God in us helping us with those thoughts. Now, you know, for me, you know, my dad was never um, very... Handy with carpentry stuff, so I I was never trained how to build anything. I don't know how many times when I've had to you know you know repair a fence or build a shed or build a garden box, I had no idea, and I would just say, Papa, and again, it's leaning into the indwelling Holy Spirit, right? The 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 kingdom that's within us. I don't know how to do this. Could you help me do it? Just like a little kid would ask a father for help, and then all of a sudden, it's not like you know the heavens open up and everything but all of a sudden I'd start getting thoughts well what do you cut this do this take this and then I'd start and I would build stuff and it was like whoa and at the end of the day it wasn't going to the nations it wasn't preaching to thousands it was building stuff around the house but then I all of a sudden I realized the nearness of God and how he was interested and he was with me. And even when I'm doing creative stuff, you know, even when I was, you know, building this this talk this morning and, and doing PowerPoint or keynote stuff and graphics and videos and everything else, I just feel the ongoing participation of Father, Son, and Spirit in all I'm doing. And my prayer is today that we would see out, we would pause and we would ask the Father. To show us how involved Father, Son, and Spirit, the Godhead are in our everyday life because He lives within us. And we know that the Holy Spirit is the actual vehicle living within us, but is the it's the it's the highway in which the Father pours his love into our hearts continually. Romans 5, 5 says, and this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know How dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. You see, this idea of being filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, in some circles, we think of being filled with the Holy Spirit as power and and all kinds of miracles, and all those things are wonderful. But the Holy Spirit, when he fills us, he fills us with the Father's love continually. And Ephesians five eighteen says, do not be drunk with wine, which is in excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Greek word for be filled there is to be continually filled. And again, in this moment, when we just take a pause and we just ask the Father to show me how near the Holy Spirit is, how involved, how, how the Holy Spirit is pouring the love of the Father into my heart in real time continually, I just believe that, you know, it will just bring so much encouragement to, to each and every one of us. And even Jesus himself, I love it, John seven thirty eight. he says, whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have said, rivers of living water will flow from where? From the sky? From some, some magic mountain where only God dwells? No, rivers of living water will flow from within them. So take a moment to think about that for a second. There is a river of living water inside of you, gushing a torrent of, of, of the life of God that is, in, in some translations, it says, out of your belly, I think it was the King James, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. This is not just for the apostles and the prophets of the fivefold ministry. This is for every believer. Because the kingdom of God is within. And it's a kingdom that the Father has for each and every one of us. John 14, verse 27, Jesus says that he has actually imparted to us his own peace. He is the Prince of Peace. He says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus says, here it is, take it. I'm giving you a gift. I am giving you my peace. Take it. And he says to his disciples, he says, you're going to come to houses. And if the house is worthy, let your peace remain on that house. And if it's unworthy, bring your peace back to you. So what is Jesus saying? Jesus gives his peace to us, and then we can give that same peace to others. It's amazing. And this is, this is, again, this is for everyday people. This is for every believer on the planet. All of God's kids, this is God's plan and purpose for each and every one of us. And then Jesus says he gives us his joy. John 15:11. he says, I have told you this so that my joy may be where? In you. And that your joy may be complete. Some translations say that your joy may be full. You see, I truly believe that the Father wants to impart a supernatural um, impartation of everything of the kingdom to each and every one of us, not because we earned it, not because we deserved it, not because we pursued it, but simply because it's our birthright. It's part of the inheritance package of being a joint heir with Jesus Christ. And so if you're struggling today and... Uh, you know, I think of Isaiah 61, where uh, this is the the passage of Scripture that Jesus used to proclaim his uh, his public ministry when he went into the synagogue and it, and in the, opened to Isaiah 61, and he he declared, "The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, and to set the captives free." Then he goes on to say to that you the, the, the provide the oil of joy for mourning, the, the, the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness, beauty for ashes. I believe that the, there is all this beautiful expressions of the kingdom of God that are in each and every one of us. And maybe just maybe the Father is speaking to you to say, "Turn in, beloved, turn in, look within.'t you're not alone. I'm close to the brokenhearted. I will save those who are crushed in spirit. Whoa. Thank you, Father. I pray that that would become a reality. You see, in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus taught us to pray, Our Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, where does the kingdom dwell but within us? So my prayer is that we would all be quickened, be awakened to say, Father, your kingdom, come here. And it is there. It is right here. And then through us, the manifestation of the kingdom is plain to see throughout the world. So how do we receive this kingdom, this immeasurable kingdom that is actually living in us? I love what Jesus said in Luke chapter 18, verse 17. And again, verse 15 to 16 uh, uh, parents are bringing their babies to Jesus for for him to bless them and, it, and then his disciples are preventing them from coming and he gets upset with his, his disciples and says don't pre- prevent the little children from coming for, to me for the kingdom belongs to such as these but then verse 17 he says truly I tell you anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter into it you see I believe the way that we enter into the supernatural real-time right now reality of the indwelling holy spirit the kingdom that lives within us the immeasurable kingdom god is as small as he is big and He is as big as he is small going to infinity and beyond is when we are able to receive that kingdom with a childlike heart you see i believe god's kingdom is so big that our adult intellect cannot possibly receive it because we will try to reason it. We will try to rationalize it. We will try to understand it with our human understanding. We will try to say, you know, we'll disqualify ourselves. Well, I, you know, I did this. I made this mistake. I can't believe I done, I've done this. I'm, You know, I'm, I'm from the wrong side of the tracks or whatever it is that we would struggle with. But see, little kids, the little you, and I believe there's a little you in each and every one of us, Wow, has no problem believing this. But the adult intellect, and I believe that's where the Father wants to blow our mind. He, as, as big as the universe is, and we can't comprehend it. And as the quantum world, we go right down to, uh, to, to strings, the string theory uh, and, and quantum mechanics. It's so big, so vast, we can't grasp it. And this kingdom is, is that big and bigger. It's way bigger, actually. So your intellect can understand it. Would you be willing today to ask the Father to, to reconnect you with the little you? See, the little us has no problems believing. This is why I believe Jesus said in Matthew 11, 25 and 26, he said, at that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. You see, so many people spend their entire life trying to be wise and learned, but Jesus says the Father actually hides the kingdom from the wise and learned and reveals the kingdom to little children. And the Greek word for little children there is untaught, unskilled, wordless infants. You see, I I believe there is a place of an eternal flow of of, of the love of God that is in you right now. It's indwelling me right now. But because we're distracted, because maybe we we're like the Pharisees, we're looking for the kingdom of God outside. When is the kingdom coming? Where? How is it going to come? And Jesus says, no, 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 the kingdom is within you. Maybe the Father wants us to turn inward, to have an ear to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. See, the substance of God's kingdom is already in us. Galatians 5, 22, 23 says, but the Holy Spirit produces This kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. See, I believe that this is the personality of God. And all of these manifestations of the fruit of the Holy Spirit—they're not signs and wonders. I believe the signs and the wonders, uh, sharing Jesus with other people, feeding the poor, doing all of the work—is is the fruit of the fruit, but it is not the fruit itself. The fruit of God, the fruitfulness of God, is His character and His nature. It's and it's embedded in the Holy Spirit. We don't have to to have to um, kind of just just get you know kind of ramp up in our own being the joy some kind of false joy no we just need to just go deep into the joy of the lord the joy of the holy spirit because i truly believe that's what the father it it's already our birthright and it's it's our inheritance so what i would like to do for the the next 15 minutes or so is i just want to uh, pray i just want to ask the father to come by his spirit and just, uh, just turn inward to, to the indwelling spirit, the kingdom of God that is within us, so that we would be able to, um, yeah, just be able to, just be aware of the indwelling presence of God right now. Wow. Because God, God's kingdom is within you. God's kingdom is within me right now. And so I just encourage you just to take a moment, take a deep breath. And Father, I just ask that any distractions that we're having in life, or even of the day, or just negative thoughts, anxious thoughts, fearful thoughts, condemning thoughts, Father, I just ask that we just Be still and know that you are God. That you love us with an everlasting love. That you've always loved us. And you will always love us. And you've placed your kingdom inside of us. I just encourage you in this moment just to say thank you, Father. That it's been your good pleasure to give me the kingdom. And you've placed the kingdom in my heart. Whoa. Just breathe. Thank you, Father. I just pray even now that there would be a greater awareness of your indwelling, immeasurable, infinite, eternal kingdom that lives in our being. Whoa. And if God's kingdom lives within you, we know that God's love is within you. And as I quoted 1 John 4, 16 before, I'll just say it again. And so we know and rely on the love that God has for us. God is love. And whoever lives in love lives in God, and God lives in him. So take a deep breath. Father, I just pray now by your Spirit that you would awaken us in the, that your love is not at some far off place or like car- chasing a carrot on a stick that we never experience it. Father, I pray even now that there would just be a deeper awakening to your abiding presence. As Jesus said in John 15 verse nine, as the Father has loved me, I have loved you. Remain in my love. Whoa. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God lives in them. Father, I just ask even in this very moment that there would become a reality, a deeper reality of your abiding presence for each one of us. Whoa. God's joy is within you because that is part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And it's His joy. It's not your joy. And it's His joy over you. Zephaniah 3.17 says, The Lord is mighty to save. He will quiet you with His love. And He rejoices over you with singing. Father, I just pray, even in this very moment, even in our struggles, even in our grief, that you would give us the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, beauty for ashes, Father, from your indwelling Holy Spirit. God's peace is within you as Jesus said peace I leave with you my peace I give to you just receive that peace believe that that peace is within you right now because God himself has made his home in your heart So, Father, I just pray that the peace that passes understanding would just guard our hearts now. Whoa. And if you need to, I just encourage you to put your hand on your head if you've got active thoughts and anxious thoughts. Father, I pray that peace would come, that would guard our heart and our mind, protect And I pray the rest of God would come. The birthright, part of our inheritance of the indwelling Holy Spirit. Speak peace to your mind. Whoa. The peace that is not your peace. It's a peace that surpasses knowledge. Whoa. Passes your understanding. Whoa. Just breathe in His peace. Acts 17 says, in Him we live and move and have our being. Whoa. God's patience is within you. It is one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, patience. And so, Father, I just pray for those who are struggling with patience. Maybe they feel anxious about the future. Maybe doors haven't opened up as quickly as they had hoped. Father, I just pray that each and every one of us would just be so connected with the patience of the Holy Spirit. The fruit of God himself. Wow. Because we know there is a promise those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So if you need patience today, if you're stressed out because of your circumstances, just look within ask the father to speak father i i need your patience i need to to know the patience of of god himself in my circumstances whoa god's kindness is within you whoa when i think of god being kind it's 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 just, it's, it's just this beautiful sensitivity to us, gentleness in it and just considerate and just very, very, yeah, I just say kind, (laughs) the kindness of God, wow, is in you. And just as I say that, I, the thought that came to mind was that sometimes we're not very kind to ourselves that we're hard on ourselves. And I just believe the Father wants to come with his kindness towards you. That perhaps that you know the some of the negative self-talk, the judgments that you make on yourself, that the Father says, "I want you to be kind towards yourself." Just tap into the eternal fountain of my kindness that is within you. Whoa. God's goodness is within you. Whoa. Uh, Yeah. I just hear the Father say, you are good. Where other people have judged you. Other people have condemned you. The Father says that you are good and His goodness dwells within your being. So just take a breath. Breathe in His kindness. Breathe in His goodness. Breathe in His love. And just know that you are not separated in any way from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's what Paul said in Romans 8, starting at verse 35. He said, For I am convinced that there is nothing in all creation that would ever separate me from the love of God in Jesus Christ, my Lord. Life can't, death can't, angels can't, demons can't, the future can't, the present can't. Yeah, and I just feel that there's no separation. There's no disconnect. Separation is an illusion. Whoa, no matter what you're experiencing. Whoa, Father, would you just reconnect us with your goodness that lives within our being. The fruitfulness that comes from your own spirit. God's faithfulness. God is faithful. Even when we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot disown who he is. He will not give up on you. For some of you, you some somebody might be thinking that God must have given up on me by now. He is faith, faithful to the end. And that faithfulness is rooted in your being and is part of your birthright. So Father, we just look within to the Holy Spirit within us. Thank you that that faithfulness is in us. Whoa. Thank you, Dad. God's gentleness is within you. King David said about God, he said, your gentleness has made me great. And of Jesus, Isaiah spoke, a bruised reed he will not break and a smoldering wick he will not put out. If you're hurting, if you're battered, if you're bruised, wow. I pray for a revelation of the gentleness of the shepherd, Jesus. The gentleness of the loving Father. The gentleness of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. Whoa. This is your birthright, and this is not something far away. This is in you. The kingdom is within you. Wow. God's strength of spirit is within you some Bible translations when they talk about the fruit of the spirit in this one they say self-control but the, I like the, the um, passion translation that calls self-control or temperance strength of spirit this is God's ability to keep you going to not give up whoa Father I just pray for anybody who's weak and exhausted who's tired Would your strength of spirit come? Whoa. Doesn't come from without, it comes from within. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Whoa. All because the Trinity is within you. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Whoa. So fear not, little flock. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. But would you dare to believe and receive it just like a little child would? Would you dare to lay down your adult-sized intellect that disqualifies you? and just receive the kingdom with a childlike heart. Ephesians 1, 17 and 18 says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people as we just wrap up this this live stream today my prayer is that the spirit of wisdom and revelation the holy spirit that has made his home in you and in me will open up the eyes of our hearts so that we will know our Father better, so that we will know the hope of our calling and the glorious inheritance that we have together with all the saints. Whoa. So I just encourage you just to take a deep breath. The Father will never stop loving you. He's committed his heart to you forever. And the Bible says in Corinthians that he gave us his Holy Spirit as a deposit to guarantee our inheritance. As his pledge of love, he has given you and he has given me his own spirit. Because we are the dwelling place of God. And the kingdom of God lives within each and every one of us. Whoa. Amen. And all God's people said, Amen. Well, thank you, dear friends, for, for joining me. I pray that there would just be a deeper awakening for all of us of the abiding presence, the nearness of God, the indwelling Holy Spirit. Not only today, but every day in increasing measure for the rest of our life. So thanks for joining me. I'll be here next week again by myself. And, uh, or maybe I might have a guest. I, I, I have a couple ideas. But, but bless you. And, and as you go, go knowing that you go with all the power and authority and love of Father, Son, and Spirit. Amen. Bless you guys. See you next week.